At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Great Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got three hours of power coming up as we're going to be joined by a lot of great guests, and we're going to get you set for what is going to be a tremendous week one in the NFL and what is going to be a great week two in college football as well as an hour number one be talking a lot of college football as Tom Casale does a great job over there at the Action Network. He is going to be joined by a man that does great work over there at Yahoo Sports, Mark Drumheller. They are going to be joining me. Going to have a little bit of a roundtable conversation in college football. And then Mark is going to be joining me to talk a little UFC as well as we've got a really good fall of UFC fights. I think that it's going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting out of Mr. Diaz over the weekend. So going to be talking about that and so much more so we've got a jam-packed hour here in our number one talking a little baseball talking a little college football talking a little UFC and we're going to be having that all night long as in our number three we're going to be joined by a pair of guys that they do a great job outside of just your normal football handicapping as Brian Thomas he does great work over at NBC Sports Edge and Scott Reichel he does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network they're going to be joining me and we're going to talk some football with them but on top of that, I know that these guys do a good job taking a look at tennis as well, the U.S. Open. It is getting hot and heavy. These two guys joined me last week, and they actually gave out some winners in terms of what we're seeing in terms of the EPL English Premier League. So I always love to be able to find ways to be able to extract a little bit of value because, as I always say on this show, it doesn't matter if you're betting on 
the NFL's biggest game, the Super Bowl, the playoffs, the college basketball NCAA tournament, or if you're betting on things that are a little bit more off the beaten path. I know that I've talked with someone at the network, Mikhail Miranda, about Formula One. We talk about little U.S. Open, get some tennis in our lives. You're able to go down the list. Money is money. It doesn't matter where it winds up coming from in terms of sports betting. Maybe it winds up mattering a little bit when you wind up getting outside of sports betting. But when it comes to sports betting, it doesn't matter what you wind up betting on, just as long as you're able to find some winners, be able to improve the bankroll. That's all that winds up mattering at the end of the day. They're going to be joining me in hour number three. And then my favorite sport this time of year is baseball. And Justin Perry does a great job over at Shot Quality Bets. And Anthony DeBundo, he does a great job at Action Network. They're going to be joining me for a little bit of a roundtable conversation in terms of the MLB landscape, what we're all getting in general. And we've got a little bit of a smaller slate for this Thursday. There's only seven games in total. One of those games, it is a doubleheader, which for those of you guys have handicapped MLB doubleheaders, that is one of the most challenging things they can wind up doing because I mean, forget about trying to pick winners. Just having a valid bet if you wind up going pitcher-dependent with how many late-game scratches you are going to be finding, that can sometimes be a challenge in and of itself. But... Those two gentlemen do a great job on that front. They're going to be joining me in the final hour. And we do have just 24 hours from when we're going to be able to recap a little bit of NFL. And if we still have a game going on 24 hours from now, so 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, you know that it's been a banger of a game between the L.A. Rams and the Buffalo Bills. So if we do wind up having a game still going on, I would be more than happy to do a little bit of commentary there. But I think that we're going to be able to react by then. And when it comes to just handicapping any sport, doesn't matter if it is the MLB, if it is the NFL, which is going to be back in our lives starting Thursday, you're able to go down the list. I do think that it is very important that when it comes to handicapping throughout a season that you wind up having all of your research done, obviously. If we are taking a look at the NFL right now, it's to a point where if you have not researched week one, you're probably a little bit behind the eight ball. Might want to be doing a little bit of catch-up at this point because these lines have been out for quite a while, but we are starting to get into it. But I do think what is important, along with doing your preseason research, is also not being afraid to wind up deviating from what we wind up seeing. There's going to be more and more data points that come out starting tomorrow in the NFL, and being able to wind up saying, you know what, maybe I was a little bit too high on this team. Maybe I was a little bit too low on this team. It's something that is going to be so important throughout the season you wind up finding teams that they wind up progressing and regressing throughout the season as well. And sort of having those teams in your mind that you think they could wind up getting off to a slow start and finishing fast or vice versa. They wind up having a great start and a little bit of a sluggish finish, I think is important as well. That's the one thing that I am able to take away from year in and year out when it comes to the NFL schedule release. I do think that it winds up getting very much overhyped. They wind up having like a three-hour show for the NFL schedule release and I think that there's a little bit too much there because we already know the opponents, but knowing the opponents and knowing what time or what week you're going to be having those opponents be able to slug it out, I think is so important because you got some teams like, for instance, the Cleveland Browns, a team that they've had no shortage of chatter in the offseason for obvious reasons. Deshaun Watson, and then you wind up having trade rumors with someone even like a like a Kareem Hunt, you're able to go down the list. There's just been a lot that has happened with this team in general, but set up very well for them. First few weeks of the season, play on the road against the Carolina Panthers, which little did we know that this was going to become a little bit of a revenge game for Baker Mayfield, but then you wind up getting the Jets, the Steelers, and the Falcons. So if you're looking at them like, for instance, for 
under a season win total if you're looking to fade them in a lot of features. Maybe you want to be able to dive in on that. Excuse me. <clears throat> Maybe you want to dive in on that a little bit after week four of the season. I'm getting choked up just thinking about how interesting it's going to be taking a look at the Cleveland Browns, but maybe you want to wait a few weeks before you're like, okay, now that the Cleveland Browns have been able to get out of their system, say a three and one start, say four. Now, sometimes it winds up being two and two as well. Maybe you wind up saying, you know what? Now is the time to be able to fade. And I do think that that's very important to take a look at with the futures market, because we've been talking for many months now about these week one games. We've been talking for such a long time about the futures market. Some of the best value though, can wind up coming in season as well. It doesn't need to be a scenario in which you need to be able to fire in on absolutely everything week one. As a matter of fact, this is a marathon, not a sprint. If you wind up having a less than stellar week one, it should not be over for you. If you have spent to the point in which a bad week one winds up putting you behind the eight ball for the entire of these for the entirety of the season, you have ridden too much on week one games. Just want to be clear on that right now, but I do think that being able to take a look at some of these teams that they could wind up coming out a little bit strong, a little bit weak. I think that that is so important, and it's a big reason why when it comes to Super Bowl futures, they are always offered all season long. I know that there have been a lot of places out there on the East Coast. Many of the books out here out West, they don't wind up offering this, which I wish that they did, but that'd be season win totals that they wind up adjusting midseason as well. I know that they do this a little bit more on the East Coast when it comes to baseball as well. You wind up hitting the all-star break, and then from there, you're able to take a little bit more of a look as to, okay, the updated season win total for the San Francisco Giants is 83. I don't know what it was at midseason, but I just wound up spitballing a number there. But I do think that that is something that can be in your favor as well. And just making sure that you don't wind up being completely attached to your preseason evaluation, I think is important. Flip side of that as well. You're going to hear a lot of people that are going to be overreacting after week number one. There are so many times in which things are either super terrific or super awful. It's not one of these things where, you know what, Team X, they wound up losing by kind of 20 to 17. Maybe they just wound up having a bad series. Maybe you wound up having a first-year quarterback that now he's got a little bit under his belt. And that is a scenario in which I just wound up laying out something that you probably do want to be taking a look at moving forward, but you shouldn't automatically downgrade a team massively due to one bad performance. In the NFL, you probably should be making a little bit of bigger moves rather than a big sample size sport like baseball. When you've got 162 games of baseball, if you're reacting after one loss, then man, that's not necessarily where you want to be considering each team needs to have at least five starters and some teams wind up going with a six plus man rotation. You wind up having injuries. You're able to go down the line. So you probably want to be reacting a little bit more in the NFL than a sport in which you've got 80 plus regular season games, but you don't want to be just going completely rogue and completely scrapping everything that you wind up sticking in for many months to get set to a season. Unless if something is so demonstrative, unless if something is so out there that it warrants this. Case in point, what we wound up seeing with the New England Patriots in 2018. We all remember that 2017 season. Not as many people remember the 2018 season to where Tom Brady, week number one, he winds up going down with an injury. It becomes a Matt Castle show. And if you wind up taking preseason futures on the New England Patriots in that one, they did not wind up coming through. But honestly, Mr. Castle did not wind up doing the world's worst job. The Patriots still wound up being able to win all of games that season. But I do think that Unless if you do wind up seeing something extreme, and sometimes there are instances in which 
there is something extreme. You do need to wind up scrapping everything, like the example I just wanted playing out, but you don't want to be completely going off the beaten path, and you also don't want to be declaring things that are still in play to be one slash lost as well. We're going to be seeing this a lot throughout the season. There's going to be a lot of overreactions, and I wound up falling victim of this myself tonight, as we wound up having a good old game between the Washington Nationals and the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals were the first team all season long to come back from down four-plus runs this season in the bottom of the ninth inning. As a matter of fact, it was the first time in 818 games that a team had been able to erase a four-plus run deficit in the bottom of the ninth inning. I declared the Nationals winners in that game. I need to wind up being able to, shall we say, practice what I preach in that instance, and I am more than happy to wind up taking a little bit of friendly jawing on that front as well, but I do think that it is always very interesting to take a look at these sort of circumstances as well because you're always going to wind up finding them. There's always going to be ways to be able to maximize your profit as well when it comes to being able to take a look at some things in-game as well. So never wind up ruling out markets in which you can wind up making money. Always be sure to have a lot of data points available to you as well, and this is going to be becoming very, very true. When it comes to the NFL, as we wind up seeing, in my opinion, more comebacks last season that we've really seen in the past, and especially two seasons ago when you did not wind up having fans in the stands. Things were getting very haywire, especially with a little bit of increased scoring with not so many fans in the stands. We wound up seeing that come back to the mean a little bit last season, but you've got so many things to be able to take a look at, and now we are less than 24 hours away from getting the NFL season started, and we're just a few days away from what is going to be a dynamic week two of the college football season as well. So let's talk a little bit about these games as coming up next. Mark Drummeller does a great job over at Yahoo Sports. Tom Casali, the Action Network, they're going to be joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. 
That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is won. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now it is the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prepare for the college and the pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles for every single team with advanced stats, power rankings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you'll receive both guides and Full access to VEASAN all the way through the Super Bowl. For just $40 a month, get everything that VEASAN has to offer to up your sports betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And great to be joined by a pair of great guests. as Tom Casali. He's doing tremendous work over there at the Action Network. Mark Drummeller does amazing work at Yahoo Sports. Great to have both of you gentlemen on. And Gentlemen, I know that both of you guys have a nice bit of SEC flair this week in terms of your college football cards, so I will start this one off with you, Tom. How about if we wind up diving into an SEC battle between Kentucky and Florida? Because I always find these conference battles, whether it be in college basketball or conference or college football, to be very interesting when they wind up happening this time of year. And right now with Kentucky, find them most places a six-point underdog, a couple stray five-and-a-halves. Tom, take me through what you like in this instance, because I know that Kentucky played a little bit short-handed last week. Yeah, yeah, this was a game I was looking at in the preseason. Uh, I kind of liked Florida a little bit last week, but I didn't take them. I was just hoping they would win, so kind of set up this week. I think this is a pretty even game, but Florida getting the win over Utah makes this number a little high, in my opinion. I think maybe if Utah wins that game, it's more around three and a half, four points. I, I have it about a field goal game. So getting that six, I got it on the opener at six and a half. You know, I just think it's going to be a competitive, tough game. I think Kentucky's defense can give Florida problems. You know, Florida, not that they played poorly, but Richardson made some great plays in that game. And I, I think Kentucky's defense can contain him a little bit, keep this game close, keep it within a touchdown. And I will kick this one over to you, Mark, as well. And not just with this game, but how do you wind up evaluating some of these games that are very early in the season? There are conference battles because I always do think that whether it be college football or college basketball, a little bit strange to see this early in the season a conference battle. Yeah, it really is. But, you, you know, at this point in the season, you really want to kind of, you know, take what you saw in week one, but not, you know, treat it as if it's, you know, that definitive because, you know, we're going to see teams bounce back after the first week. And I think you'll see a little bit of that with Kentucky here. Um, I agree with Tom and the fact that, you know, the biggest concern with them, I felt like was how they looked up front. We know they lost some key offensive linemen, didn't really get a lot of good push in the trenches. They have, you know, they're got to rely on some depth and running back. Rodriguez is going to be out. 
So I, I agree with Tom in the sense that I think that's going to be a low-scoring game. But these conference matchups are going to be very competitive. So when you, you if you can spot an inflated number on the board, you know, we're seeing here this over the key number of three, um, I think it does make some sense to look into the dog in this matchup. Yep, we do have a relatively tight matchup there with a Kentucky team that typically they wind up playing some solid defense offense. That could be a little bit more suspect and a team that I think is going to be playing some solid defense this season as well. And we're going to kick it back to you on this one, Marcus. It is going to be Texas A&M against Appalachian State. And App State, they wind up getting a lot of attention because, well, they put up 40 points in the fourth quarter against North Carolina and wound up losing because they couldn't cover an onside kick. So that was a very interesting game. And we've seen the betting market really seem this one up. Texas A&M opens up a 16.5 point favorite in College Station. They're up to 19. Take me through this one because we have seen a relatively dramatic line move here. Yeah, so this is where, like, your, you know, SEC power really is, is going to stick through. Like, we saw App State last week. Couldn't stop anything. It was the most exciting, improbable <laughs> game you could ever see. Like, I was just sitting on the edge of my sofa. I couldn't believe what I was seeing watching that fourth quarter. But it's going to be a much different story against the Texas A&M defense, right? I think they're going to have a lot of uh, – they're going to have a real tough time scoring – Chase Bryce probably going to get forced into a lot of turnovers. And when you look at the other side of the matchup, Texas A&M, you know, it just should be able to overpower that App State defense. They let up up to eight yards per play, um, you know, in that matchup against North Carolina. And North Carolina scored whenever they wanted. So I, I see Texas A&M able to get the offense going. They'll put up a big total here, you know, 30, 40. And I just don't think App State's going to be able to get much done on offense against you know, what is one of the top defenses in the country, right? Definitely, you know, top 15 in that area, Texas A&M. So I think App State's going to have a hard time here. So I think it's warranted that this line is moving to the direction of Texas A&M, and I still think there's value at 19. Yep, and Mark, I know that you're looking at a little bit of a favorite out there in the SEC that has a rather big line. Tom, I know that you're looking at a game that involves an SEC favorite that is right around this neighborhood as well as Alabama versus Texas is going down. Alabama, they open up an 18-point favorite. Now they're up to in a lot of spots, 20, where I sit here at Circa, really the lowest number that I'm finding at a 19.5. Texas, many people, they always like to think that Texas is back, and I know that they were towards the top of the odds board when it comes to odds to be able to win the Big 12, but I do take a look at this battle. Alabama, they looked very solid in week number one, and it's a Alabama team that I don't know if I want to lay 20 here, but at the same time, I don't want to step in front of this freight train either. Yeah, I got the early number on this too because I obviously figured it was going to go up, right? Uh, I think Alabama is going to steamroll them, and the mismatch for me is, uh, as Mark pointed out in the previous game, is in the trenches. I think Texas is going to have all kinds of problems blocking that defense. I think Bama's defense dominates. I know the offense gets all the love. But I think Texas has a lot of trouble moving the ball in this game. And listen, if it, you don't have to lay, if you don't want to lay the twenty, you can always go with a uh, old reliable and take the Alabama first half bet at minus eleven. I mean, getting Alabama minus eleven in the first half, as you get that like twice a year. So I just think it's too much power. I honestly think these teams like Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State are going to dominate pretty much every week. I think it's those three and everybody else fighting for that last spot, which is irrelevant who gets in. And Tom, I think that you bring up a really good point with Alabama because it was the last year that two was there. So I believe that it was a 2019 campaign where Alabama honestly wasn't the greatest team at being able to cover full game, but 
They were absolute machines when it comes to being able to cover the first half. And I do think that it is worth taking a look at how teams wind up playing in garbage time when they do wind up getting three-plus touchdown leads and how they wind up performing from there because that can wind up deciding your full-game side-slash-total. And if you think that there's a team that they might wind up calling off the dogs like Alabama has been prone to do, it might be better to take a look at a first-half bet. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, this is a pretty nice number for Alabama in the first half. I don't see them starting out slowly. The Sometimes in conference, you know, you know, maybe you get a game against a Florida or an LSU. Maybe they start off a little slowly. But I think big stage, Texas, uh, big game for Alabama. I, I think they run the ball with ease, and I think their defense dominates. So, yeah, if you don't want to lay the 20, look at that uh, minus 11 first half. It is nice as well. Good points there. And, Mark, you've got a game that I wound up having starred myself. One of the big underdogs I'm looking at is Marshall, but one of the other underdogs I'm looking at is Virginia. You do not need to tell me twice to wind up fading Brett Bielema, especially after what we wound up seeing last week. And Illinois opens up a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Now we're seeing them in a lot of places a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And with Illinois, they look a little bit better than last year, but I think that this is a Virginia team that they've got a good chance of being able to pull this off outright. They had a coaching change in the offseason, but a lot of the core from that offense, it does wind up returning. Virginia just looks a little bit more, more poised here and a little bit more, shall we say, disciplined than Illinois. And I do think that getting four and a half points is very appealing. And I think that Virginia on a little bit of a money line might be a good play as well. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So, you know, Illinois is a team that I've bet on this is going to be the third consecutive week, right? Week zero, I got the early numbers, so I hit the under in that first week. And then last week, I ended up getting a push because they let Indiana drive down the field on them, you know, with, with the game on the line. So very disappointing performance out of Illinois. And that kind of leads into this game with Virginia, right? We know what Virginia can do. They can score a ton of points with Brennan Armstrong. They're going to have the explosive weapons. So if Indiana can do that to uh, that in, that Illinois defense, then Virginia is definitely going to be able to score points and turn this into the shootout they want. And the changes that Illinois made in the offseason, you know, bringing in more up-tempo, trying, getting DeVito, trying to run at a faster pace, that, that plays right into Virginia's hands. Virginia wants a shootout. They want a high-variance game where there's going to be lots of turnovers, lots of swings, lots of momentum, so they can outgun you at the end. And I think that's exactly what happens here. What we saw last week out of Illinois, four turnovers. DeVito had an interception, a fumble. They had two other fumbles as well. So we turn the ball over against Brennan Armstrong. It's going to be seven the other way. That's why I like Virginia here on the upset. It's going to be a game that I do think that Virginia is going to be able to get out and run a little bit more to your point. I'm in total agreement with you there. And it is always interesting to take a look at coaches in college football as well, because I think we're starting to spot a few guys out there in the big 10. I'm looking at you, Scott Frost, that are guys that you really do not want to be trusting whatsoever with a big decision on the line. And, I think that Brett Bielema might be one of our candidates as well over there at Illinois as well. So we shall see what winds up happening week two of the college football season. But we are less than 24 hours away from week one of the NFL season getting kicked off. So coming up next, we are going to be rejoined by Mark and Tom, who do terrific work over there at the Action Network for Tom, along with Yahoo Sports for Mark. Take a look at week one of the NFL on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicky Pouches. 
The nicotine pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting success by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands that there isn't one right time to make change and that everyone's on their own journey and everyone's timeline's a little bit different. But if you feel like you're ready to take that next step towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Banking Network and being rejoined by Mark Drummeller, does a great job at Yahoo Sports and Tom Caselli of Action Network. And let's take a look at the game that is going to be coming up a little bit less than 24 hours from now. Rams versus Bills. Bills, they currently find themselves... Most spots are two and a half point favorite. We've seen a couple twos be able to pop up, but mostly we're seeing two and a half across the board. I will kick this to you first, Tom. How do you wind up evaluating this game? And do you think that the line move that we've seen, because this opened up with the Rams being a one point favorite, has been justified for the Matthew Stafford injury? Yeah, you know, I think so. I took the Rams. Uh, it popped to a three at one point um, on DraftKings here in New York. So. Once it went to three, I was just like, darn, that feels like an awful high number in this game. I have it a dead even game. Uh, both these teams, I think you can argue the two most talented rosters in the NFL. I think it's going to be a great back and forth game, but I feel the line should be closer to pick them. So I went against that early line movement. I took the Rams, maybe a little bit too much Bills love. I know everybody's betting them to win the Super Bowl. Definitely worthy of uh, being the favorites, but... I still think this is going to be a tight game, so I'm going to take the points, uh, take the Rams. I do think their defensive line could give the Bills' offensive line some trouble in this game. And I'm going to be throwing this one to you, Mark, because I do think that when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, they do deserve to be the betting favorite when it comes to odds to be able to win the Super Bowl, all of your futures markets, but I do think that it has went a little bit too far as well. We're finding them right around plus 550, maybe a couple six-to-ones, out there, I think that this is a little bit too far just with how many good teams there are in the NFL. And with the LA Rams being at home, being a team that is going to be lifting the banner, all the emotion that's going to be in the building, I do feel like maybe the love for the Bills has went a little bit too far, both in week one and from a little bit of a futures perspective as well. Yeah, I, I can see that. And, you know, when you look at the Bills, I think me being somebody who had a Bills future to win the Super Bowl last year, and, you know, we watched it light on fire just over a coin. Right. And it was very difficult then that Chiefs game watching their season end the way it did. But, you know, they come back and it, it's really with the Bills this year and why I like them, um, you know, so much is is what they did in the trenches. You know, like they really like they looked at how their team was built and, and the offense and the, the way that you need to stop elite offenses and elite quarterbacks. And there's only one way to do it. You can't cover these guys all game. You have to get pressure on the quarterback. They go out and get Von Miller. They bulk up the defensive line. The pass rush was already good. So um, I agree with Tom that it, it is going to come down to who can get to the quarterback in this game. I think we're going to see a lot of points um, in, in this matchup. I'm on the over myself. Um, I think there's some things happening on both sides of the ball with both teams that kind of play into a high-scoring game. But I think the pass rush is going to be significant, and that's really why I like the Bills a lot this year is them getting Von Miller and them recognizing the only way they're going to stop Patrick Mahomes and the elite quarterbacks in the AFC is going to be to put them on their back. And to your point, the Buffalo Bills' main kryptonite last year is that they didn't have that one guy that was able to give you really a double-digit amount of sacks. Von Miller, he certainly checks that box. So that is going to be massive for them. And Mark, I know you're a man that near and dear to your heart is 
a lot of Philadelphia teams. So how about if we take a look at the Eagles versus the Detroit Lions? And this is a line that just really hasn't moved at all. The Detroit Lions, they find themselves 4.0 underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it's interesting to take a look at both narratives because the Philadelphia Eagles, they've just been getting a lot of hype around just we're going to call it mainstream media in general. A lot of people are jumping on the Philadelphia Eagles bandwagon here in the offseason, them to be able to win the division, perhaps be a sleeper team, to be able to make a run in the NFC playoffs. And for the Detroit Lions, the obvious reason why they've been in the news is because of hard knocks, everyone falling in love with biting off kneecaps and everything like that. So I do think that it's an interesting game. And thus, we haven't seen a lot of movement for a lot of team for a pair of teams that they've been really be really been in conversation here in the offseason. Not sure where you wind up standing on this one, but when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, it's hard to be able to bet on road favorites. This is probably one of the ones I'd be taking a look at the most, though. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that sense, and it is difficult. And that's one of the positions that betters are in in this first week is all these road favorites. Ten of them. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, how do you lay all that chalk, you know, on the road? But, you know, I do think that this is a spot where the Eagles can cover this number. If you don't want to lay the four, the four, there's, you know, you don't want to waste the teaser going off a of four. So you can do some money line parlay options. You can get plus money. You pair them with the Chiefs. You could do some things there. But I think they're good here at this number at the four. You know, uh, the Eagles have a lot of incentive to kind of get their offense going earlier in the season. Detroit's defense really struggled in the secondary last year. They tried to make some improvements. Um, Dan Campbell, a hell of a coach. It's a great story. His players are very motivated, but it comes down to talent on the field in the NFL. We know that talent wins out in this league, and I think you're going to see that with the Eagles and the new pieces on offense. I think they're going to put up a big number on this Lions team, and when you get Jared Goff playing in a negative game script, trying to come from behind, that's when you get sacks. That's when you get turnovers. That's not where he's at his best. So I like the Eagles here laying the four, um, but I can see if you didn't want to lay that road chalk, maybe pair them up with another team for a money line parlay. And Tom, I know that you've got a position on this game as well. Where do you sit in terms of Lions versus Eagles? Yeah, well, I got two sons. One's an Eagles fan, one's a Lions fan. So this is like the biggest game ever in the Casali household. But, but uh, you know, the second I saw Dan Campbell doing up-downs with the players, I just wrote down Eagles, max bet. I uh, Listen, I get the all the love for the great TV and all that stuff. I think the Eagles roll them. I think they run right over them. I, I think Jalen Hurts has a huge game. You know, Mark said it best. It comes down to talent. I still don't see on the defensive side of the ball enough talent with the Lions. This number's too short for me. I like the Eagles big. And when it comes to the NFC East, I really do think that the two teams that are going to be fighting it out when it's all said and done, that would be the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. I really can't see the Giants or the Washington Commanders having much success. And that leads me into what you're taking a look at, Mark, because I think that you're in the mindset of myself. Right now, we've seen the Washington Commanders go from a three-and-a-half-point favorite to a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I am in wholehearted agreement with regards to the slime move. I think that when it comes to Carson Wentz, just not a guy that I want to be trusting in whatsoever. If he winds up having a good performance in week one, terrific for him. I will not be willing to bet on Carson Wentz until I see it from him. I'm not sure if you think anything else, but until I wind up seeing Carson Wentz have a big performance, I want no part of this commander's team. Yeah, I love the Jags here in this spot. I bet him when it hit plus four a little bit earlier, and I just bet him again on the money line like coming into this game. This is my favorite game on the board. Uh, when you look at Jacksonville, one of the few things they did well last year was 
early down rushing success rate, right? They were able to move the ball through on the ground on first and second down. Third downs, it all blew up. Urban Meyer, not the best play caller. We take him out of the equation. We bring in Doug Peterson, who has a history of getting the most out of his quarterbacks, right? And the team that they're playing, the opponent, is a Washington defense without Chase Young with a compromised pass rush, and they bring back most of the secondary that was last in the NFL last year in third down passing defense. So that kind of meshes perfectly with what Jacksonville is going to need to do to move the chains. Plus you bring in the fact that they get Travis Etienne back this year, which is going to be a huge weapon for Peterson in that offense on third downs. So I see Jacksonville moving the ball very well, putting up a big number here on Washington. And if anyone knows how to make Carson Wentz uncomfortable, it's Doug Peterson. So I think that favors the Jags on defense as well. So I love them in this spot. Favorite game on the board. I would just play him on the money line at this point. And Carson Wentz wound up making our good friend Doug Peterson very uncomfortable in Philadelphia. So I think that he would love absolutely nothing more than to make him uncomfortable in this game as well. And Tom, I'm not sure if you see this another way. And I do think the fact that this game has went from three down to two and a half, that is of significance, especially if you're taking a look at this in terms of like a contest when those lines wind up coming out. But I think that when it comes to this circumstance, even with the number coming down from three to two and a half, no faith in me on the Washington Commanders in this spot. I could see staying away, but I just cannot put my money on Carson Wentz right now. No, I, I agree with Mark. I think it's either Jags or pass in this game. I, I certainly wouldn't be laying the points with Washington. You know, I took another NFC East team. I went under in the Giants-Titans game. I like it. You know, two years ago, the Giants had a top 10 defense. Last year, they dropped to like 27. But remember, second half of the season, their their offense couldn't get past the 50-yard line. I mean, that defense was out there nonstop in games. I think the Giants' defense is going to be good this year. They're going up against the Titans' defense. They should shut down that Giants' offense. So under 43 for me in that game. Yep, I think we've done a very solid job of being able to hit on the NFC East here. And I do think that it's going to be fun to take a look at what we're going to be getting in this division. Mark, I know you're going to be sticking around with me to be able to break down a little UFC, which... It's going to be a massive fight card that we're just going to be seeing all fall long. So we're going to be talking about that on the other side. And Tom, I know that you're going to get running. Always do appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Tom does absolutely amazing work over there at the Action Network. And Mark, he does great work over at Yahoo Sports. And on top of that, he covers a lot of UFC. We're going to be talking about that next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good.
good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers online sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and so much more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN and Great to be rejoined by Mark Drummeller. Does a great job over at Yahoo Sports. And Mark, I know that along with football, you do a tremendous job when it comes to taking a look at the UFC. And we've got a good card that's going to be going down this weekend in Las Vegas. Let's start with the big fight because before we wind up diving into Diaz versus Shmaev, I want you to just take the people through how you wind up being able to reduce the juice in the UFC because this is one of the biggest money lines that you're going to find. Right now, Shmaev in a lot of spots. The lowest number I'm seeing is 1100 that you'd have to lay with them. I'm seeing as high as a minus 1600. And how do you just wind up avoiding laying 1600? Because, I mean, Chabayev should be a favorite here. No fans or buts about it. But trying to lay this big of a number, it's just not going to be profitable long term. And it's probably not going to be profitable short term. Yeah. And, you know, the scariest part about these numbers, Greg, is that, you know, it, it's Wednesday, right? So so we still have a couple days for fight time till fight night, and it's going to be one-way traffic on Shemaev, and for good reason, right? So I, I think that, you know, stylistically, um, he holds massive physical advantages over Diaz. That's been his Diaz's kryptonite throughout his career. Um, and, you know, so I think that's why you're seeing such a huge number. But obviously, as betters, you know, we don't want to bet into that kind of number, we want to look for other ways that we can get profitable at much more reasonable odds. So then, you know, the question for betters becomes not who's going to win the fight because we know most likely it's Chemaev. We can tell by the implied win probability, but it's how is he going to win the fight? When is he going to win the fight, right? So you can look at the totals as far as rounds. You can look at the prop market as far as, you know, method of victory, how the fight's going to play out. Um, Sportsbooks do a great job of getting betters plenty of options in that regard. 
And I think that's really where the value lies in this main event. I do think that it's such good advice being able to take a look at just the disciplines that these guys wind up doing best. And I know you've got a little bit of a plus money way to be able to take a look at this Diaz versus Shemayev fight. Take me through how you think Shemayev is going to be able to win the fight. Yeah, so, you know, what do we know about Shemayev, right? Meteoric rise, you know, when he burst on the scene. 5-0 and in the UFC. He's won his first two fights in 10 days, right? He, he won his debut by submission, comes back 10 days later and gets another stoppage. And then it was, you know, the rest has been history since then. He's been mauling opponents, you know, uh, starting with, you know, one of his most dominating fights was Lee Jiliang, who we're going to see on this card. Very successful welterweight. Shemayev drug him to the ground. Um, outstruck him 25 to zero before choking him out to get the win. So I think when we look at this fight and we talk to people evaluating Diaz's chances is very slim. They, it's because of the physical advantages of Chamayev and Chamayev has a clear path in just dragging him to the ground, battering them. And, you know, is he going to be able to lock in a submission the same way that he did against Jiliang? And I think that's very likely. I think when you look at Chamayev, um, you know, three of his last six wins have been by submission. We're getting a plus 225 number here. And, you know, that that win against Jiliang, when he was able to just kind of take him to the ground, pound him out, didn't absorb one strike, never got hit. It's the most efficient way to get the victory. It's the clearest path. So I think he takes that way. Could he stop him by strikes? Sure. But what you see in the UFC is a lot of times they get these people on the ground and they use the strikes to just get their opponent to kind of... Um, you know, try and, you know, make a mistake and get out of position, and then they lock in the submission. So I think it's a, a pretty likely scenario here for Chemayev, and getting Chemayev to win that way at plus money I think is very advantageous. So I jumped on the plus 225, and um, I, I really think that's how this one's going to play out. And it's one of the best ways to be able to extract just value in general when it comes to the UFC because we're noticing on this 279 card there is a lot of chalky favorites, but I do know that there is one underdog that you're taking a look at when it comes to what we're going to be getting on Saturday. Daniel Rodriguez versus Kevin Holland. Holland, in most spots, right around about a minus 215, minus 220 favorite, which means you're able to get Rodriguez in the neighborhood about a plus 185 to a plus 190. Take me through what you like here with Rodriguez and how he won't be able to fall prey to, well, what we're probably going to be seeing with quite a few underdogs on this card. Yeah, so the thing with Rodriguez here is durability, right? We're getting a very good price on a fighter that's been very durable, very clean boxing. Um, you know, I think if they stand and trade in the pocket, I think Rodriguez is going to win those exchanges where, you know, there's much more variance in Holland's fight, right? Holland, you know, previously a middleweight, um, you know, had some trouble with grappling, people taking him down, kind of controlling him at middleweight. He was down the welterweight, has a lot more success. But, you know, when Holland has success, it's usually because of some type of high variance, highlight knockout. He's a very explosive athlete. He's going to have a seven-inch reach advantage in here. So a lot of folks think that he can stay on the outside and, you know, just kind of win at distance, you know, against Rodriguez and, and question whether Rodriguez will be able to close um, the distance and kind of get within range to really deliver significant blows here. But I, I don't see Holland being that disciplined. I don't think he's that disciplined of a fighter Definitely not to take at this number. Um, I don't think he's going to get like the, the the finish against the guy as durable as Rodriguez. I think you know Rodriguez is going to be able to hurt him in the pocket, hurt him with exchanges, and I do see this one going three rounds. Uh, you know, but I think there's no reason to kind of get cute and kind of take the decision prop here because we're getting good enough value with Rodriguez on the money line, so we don't want to turn 
what could be a winning ticket into a losing ticket by trying to determine the method of victory here. So I think it's advantageous here to just take Rodriguez at the plus, you know, 185, whatever you can get him at, because I think it's going to be a very competitive fight. I think it's closer to a coin flip. So getting plus 180 is good enough for me. I'm going to take the value at Rodriguez. Absolutely. If you think a fight should be 50-50, you're able to get this big of a number. Might as well take that. Don't try to wind up having some big giant number and it doesn't wind up coming through because you had a winner in pocket and instead you tried to wind up maximizing it a little bit more than you should have. But we're talking about a lot of fights that fighters in this card that let's go what it is. They're getting a little bit older and you were mentioning it a tad bit earlier. The fact that we've got Lee Jin Leong who's going to be going in UFC 279 going to be going up against Tony Ferguson and we were talking about this a little bit off air. I do think it's going to be fascinating what we wind up getting out of Tony Ferguson. I don't know if it's necessarily for the world's greatest of reasons as he hasn't looked so sharp recently. Another guy that much like Nate Diaz, he has certainly gotten up there in years. Take me through this Ferguson versus Jin Leon fight. Yeah, so this is the thing with aging UFC fighters is, is, you know, typically when they start getting knocked out, they don't regain their chin. And a lot of people are going to, you know, that are backing Ferguson are going to point to how good he looked against Michael Chandler uh, before Chandler knocked him out. And listen, it was an incredible front kick by Chandler, not taking anything away from it, very hard to defend. But the matter of fact is, it's another fight where Ferguson's getting knocked out. Now he moves up a weight class. He's going to be facing more powerful strikers. Um, Li Jing Liang is a fighter who, you know, has plenty of power, has knockouts at that division. So um, I think he gets another one here against Ferguson. I think when you look at Ferguson, the way he fights, very hittable, keeps his hands down, tries again, sort of like Holland, you know, a lot of like high variance, high risk strikes, you know what I mean? Not really good defensively. Um, so I think that Liang's going to be able to just kind of hang in here um, and, and just, you know, I think pick them apart and, and, you know, end up getting the knockout. And I think, you know, durability is really the main thing here with Ferguson. You know, even when the greatest UFC fighters from old, like Chuck Liddell towards the end, he was doing great in his fights and then he would get touched and get knocked out. And that's sort of how it happens. I see the same thing happening with Ferguson. I think this is the end of the line. So um, I like uh, Lee Ji Liang here. I like him by KO. I think you can get, you know, a nice number there instead of betting into the big money line. Uh, I think that's definitely the best way to play this fight. I do think that it's probably going to be the end of the line for Togi Ferguson as well, but certainly not going to be the end of the line for our UFC conversations because we've got just so many massive fights that are going to be coming up this fall. Mark, I know that you're going to be doing a great job of being able to gauge Joe's. I know that you're going to be doing a great job of handicapping the NFL as well as college football. Always appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Greg. Mark Drummeller does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports. Join me to talk a little bit of everything. College football, UFC, the NFL week one. That is going to be coming our way. And that's the subject of this pro tip for this hour. As we've got one every single hour here at VEASAN. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to be able to get all these because you're able to sort them by show. You're able to sort them by sport. We've been talking a lot this week in general just about underdogs and there was no bigger example of this than week one in the NFL last season. Week one underdogs last season, they wound up going 12-4 and four against the spread. The dogs were your friend last season. Now, it doesn't mean that you should wind up blindly betting every single underdog on the card this week, but something that I pointed out with Mark along Tom Casalio, he does great work over there at the Action Network. A big thanks to him for joining me in the first two segments of this hour as well as that 
it is a case in which we've got 10 home underdogs on the card. We'll be talking some NFL all night long, but coming up next, we're going to turn to the diamond. We've got a nice baseball card for this MLB Thursday as well. I'll give you guys my DK Nation pick for next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 